This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG-13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. I'm Delta Work, and it's time for Very Delta. Bible Girl is here, but first, do you want to see me go off? Because I think you want to see me go off. M. Oh. M. Mom! Are you a lady like me? Introspective, beautiful. Oh, are you intellectual like me? Beguiled by a bargain? You like wild times, like me? Are you serving the community like me? Well, if you are, then you must be very Delta. I'm Delta Work, and this is Very Delta, a luxury public access podcast and YouTube talk show where I look gorgeous, speak extemporaneously, and invite fascinating people to sit on the couch and get Very Delta. Very Delta is for the woman who hosts a top-rated Kate and Allie recap podcast right here on the Mom Podcast Network. But first, let's get into some things that are Very Delta. Go off Delta! Yeah, I like it. It's woo. It's woo! Is that it? You like that? You like that, baby? You like that, baby? You like a gift with purchase, baby? You like to purchase and then get gifts? You like gifts? You like presents? My presence is a present. You know what I love? I love a gift with purchase. I think a gift with purchase is very Delta. You know, when I first had my first big My first big, big job was working in a department store, and I worked for a while in the infants department, the kids department, and then, of course, in men's suits, and then eventually in cosmetics. But every holiday, we had gifts with purchase. So you would go down and you would buy a men's or a women's fragrance or cosmetics even, and they would try to entice you with some gift that seemed unattainable unless you were purchasing something from that line. So there would be like, um, I don't know, Polo by Ralph Lauren, and there would be a duffel bag, and it would be stuffed with uh, either paper or um, packing peanuts or something to make to show you how big it was. And it had like two straps and then one big strap, and it said, do you want this weekender? Come get this weekender this weekend at the Memorial Day sale with a seventy-four ninety-five purchase of Ralph Lauren's Polo or Ralph Lauren. It's however you want to say it. Some people say Lauren because they're fancy. Some people say Lauren. Whatever it is. Um, 
you would want that bag because you thought, I need this. I need a new weekend bag. Or you would think this would be a good bag for a Father's Day gift. Sometimes it was a a travel uh, overnight um, shaving kit with shaving foam, a personal uh, a personal cologne. It could have a bar of soap, and you could only get it if you bought Youp. If you bought Youp, you could have that, and you totally wanted to have that. So you thought, well, I could buy this gift, and then I could keep uh, the gift with purchase for myself, or I could give that away as a separate gift, or I could combine them both. Uh, Something that was always big, I remember, at the Clinique counter was sort of a bag like this, a zippered pouch with favorites inside of it. And those favorites would be like the the blackened honey lip gloss or the the, uh, raspberry glossé or something like that would be in the, in the lipstick, that would be the color. And then there would be dramatically different moisturizing cream in a travel size, which seemed like, wow, I don't have to take the big one with me. I can have this little one. And for anyone who would see you with that, you know, the thought would be like, wow, you must be part of a special club if you've got your own travel size one. Like that is pretty special. Um, and then there would be like maybe an eyeshadow and some little bisque color or something, kind of useless. But, you know, it was free. It was always to entice people to buy something from that brand. Um, and then that little gift would linger around and you would constantly think like, maybe I should go back and buy something else. Maybe I should be part of this line of cosmetics. Because, you know, you would go into the cosmetics bay and there would be so many different fragrances. I mean, in the 90s, I'm thinking Sun, Moon, Stars and Daryl Hannah was the uh, the spokesmodel. Or there would be Tresor with Isabella Rossellini. And all of those things seemed so rich and beautiful that when you were buying it and you were going to get that gift and it would go in that the big shopping bag, you know, it really felt like you would just sort of put that at the crook of your elbow in between your forearm and your bicep and you would just walk around like, oh, do I need something from 925 Jewelry? Do I need something from 1928 Jewelry? Trifari? You would just go and you would shop around and it would feel so special to have those bags. Recently, I was uh, at uh, a department store. Don't need to say which one. But um, I was purchasing a Mother's Day fragrance. And this particular one was a refillable star. So it was a refillable star that um, was for a gift. So I I took that there. And you can have that refilled for whatever price point, $100, $125, something like that. And then I thought, well, something. And this, by the way, this refillable star uh, is engraved with a message on it. So this is refilled pretty frequently. But it had been about a year since it had been refilled. And I also thought, well, something else needs to go with this. I think I should buy the body souffle, which would be really nice to go with this. Because by this time, that's probably out too. So why not present both things? So this price point is about, I don't know, $260, something like that. And uh, when I go in, like the, the employees, like I walk into this area. And mind you, this is like a few days before Mother's Day. I don't see gift with purchase sets everywhere. Like, I don't see, like, come get this, uh, I don't know, Chanel Compact or come get this uh, Marc Jacobs whatever. I don't see any of that. Now, maybe it did exist, but I didn't see a merchandising of that inviting you in. I also didn't see any what are called fragrance models, not necessarily for their looks, but people carrying around a bottle saying, like, oh, have you tried Chance? 
here and they'll spray it on the thing and hand it to you. Oh, have you tried, I don't know, Jean Nate? Like they'll spray it on something and hand it to you. I didn't see any of that. In fact, all I saw were boxes everywhere of just merchandise. I didn't see that many people shopping, but there were enough. And so I finally waved someone down and she comes over and I explained to her that I need this refilled. And she says, well, I don't know if we have the ability to refill it. Let me see if you could just buy another bottle. Well, two Mother's Days ago when I got this engraved here and they were boasting about how this is a refill thing. Like, I don't know that like the pandemic stopped refills. Like, I don't know. I mean, maybe it did. Not trying to speak out of school because I don't work in the fragrance bay. Um, but I would just assume I would still be able to do this or you could direct me anyway. When all is said and done, she ends up moving these boxes. And then there's this like machine where she's going to refill it. She pops the thing open, refills it, pops it back in, drops it inside of this bag. Now, you know what a reusable bag is. If you're in California, especially, you know what a reusable grocery bag looks like. It, it is heavy. It's thick. But if you can remember just like a regular grocery bag, a regular plastic bag that's very, very thin, you would get it at a grocery store that in states where you don't have to pay for bags, or you would get it at um, a fast food restaurant that's just, you know, I'm talking thin, thin ass bag. She drops it inside there, rolls the bag up, hands it to me and says, I'll ring you up over there. Now, hasn't asked me if I wanted to add anything onto this, which I did have the body souffle in my hand. And I was like, oh, could I add this one on? Now, listen, I hold space for people in retail. I really do. I get it, especially around Mother's Day. But I find it interesting that not only was it not that busy, um, there was a lot of people just standing around talking, but there was no upsell. There was no more like, are you interested in something more? Or is is there another gift for another person? Fine, whatever. She's not worried about commission. I get it. But then she goes to ring it up, has that thing wrapped up like that, asks me, do you want a bag? Do I want a bag? Do I want a bag for now after taxes, like a 265 something dollar purchase? I'm going to need a bag, I think. Because in my mind, I was under the impression that I was going to get like a shopping bag, a reusable shopping bag, like a, a showcase bag with like, I don't know, some sort of sisal rope or something as a handle and a thing that said the name of the store. I, I did, wasn't expecting one that said the name of the fragrance. I mean, they didn't even know if they had the fragrance refill. So I get it. Like they didn't know if they were going to even have that. But I would have thought like, there would have been this conversation like, oh, thank you so much. Um, oh, your mom. Is this for your mom? Oh, this is for your wife. Oh, that's nice. Mm, yeah, this body souffle is amazing. Hey, why don't I throw in a couple of samples for her to see if maybe there's another fragrance she'd like to try? And then they go over and they open up the drawer and they get out like, I would think at the minimum, those things you peel open and there's like a little swab. But, you know, really better than that, I would have hoped for the tiny vials that are inside a little cardboard magazine. You put like three of those in there and you put something else. And then because this is a refillable item, I would have thought they would have had just like for free. Yeah, for free. I would have. Why is his hair here? I would have thought that because this is a refillable item that for free, they would say, oh, 
since you spent over a certain amount of money, can we gift wrap this for you? And then they used to have like the person sitting there doing gift wrapping, pretty standard, black, a white paper, black, black bow, something like whatever it is. Um, okay. You're not giving away something for free. I get it. It's the economy, but the crumpled up bag that they give me a salad in at a fast food restaurant. That's, that's how it's done now. Like that, I, I'm I'm very confused that that is really the way it's done now. There's no more etiquette. There's no more like beauty. There's no more. You just spent a significant amount of money in our store. And in order to lure you back in here, because you are a male presenting person who is clearly buying a gift that you've purchased before from here because it's engraved and you're now refilling it and adding an additional item on, we should treat you so well that we put in a couple of samples to entice you back and we let you know that we have for you maybe not a free gift wrap, but would you like to add on four or five dollars, this gift bag and bow that we can put it in for you so you don't have to make another stop? How come nothing is like elegant anymore? I'm so lost, especially when I'm at a store that was always known to be so elegant. It was known to be next level. Like if you go through the mall, this is probably the one of two stores where you can make this kind of purchase. But now it's like, it's almost self-service. I'm so confused. Like there's no interest in, um, certainly there's not an interest in a gift, but I mean, just a, just a little bit, just a, just a little tiny bit of like flourish, you know, just a little something. And I really can't blame the employee. It's whoever trains the employees. It, I really feel that way. I don't think that this person didn't, this person didn't do anything. This person didn't do anything um, crass. They didn't do anything offensive. They just didn't do anything more. And that isn't because it's their fault. That's because I don't think anyone that's creating these environments anymore or cultivating these environments really gives a shit. They're not interested in making these employees feel empowered. Obviously, I've talked about this a million times and I'll talk about it until the cows come home. Like, but really, there's no gift with purchase on Mother's Day, on Father's Day, on Memorial Day. It's No gift, no weekender bag, no blackberry glossé lips, something, not even a bow. Do you want to see me take a break? Because I think you want to see me take a break. This podcast is brought to you by Squarespace. Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. Whether you're just starting out or managing a growing brand, Squarespace makes it easy to create a beautiful website, engage with your audience, and sell anything from products to content to time, all in one place, all on your terms. Everything is online today, and Squarespace offers so many features to make your website so sleek and professional. I love to shop online and I like to see how different small businesses and people have their websites set up. For me, it says a lot about how the customer service experience will play out based on a company's web design. I can always tell when a website is well-built and well-managed. It's the functionality and Squarespace has it. 
With Squarespace, you can book appointments through your site. They provide everything you need to manage your schedule, accept secure payments, send automatic reminders. You can have an online store. You can sell your products directly on your site. And they offer amazing analytics too, which is great for growing your business. You can learn where your site visits and sales are coming from and analyze which channels are the most effective. So check out squarespace.com slash verydelta for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use offer code verydelta, all one word, to save 10% on your first purchase of a website or domain. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. My guest today is the winner of RuPaul's Drag Race and the CEO of DragQueenMerch.com, the one and only Bible girl. Hi, Delta. How Hi, are baby. you? Happy Pride. Happy Pride. Thank it you is so Pride. It's, it's Pride all summer. Everybody says June. Oh, it's all summer. No, no, no. All year all round. Year round baby. All year round. All year round. For yeah. sure. For sure. Who is Bible girl and what fragrance is she wearing today? Bible girl is your pretty party girl professional of drag and... She is wearing a combination of fragrances where the okay. base note stems from Circus Fantasy by Britney Spears. Of course. Move into a little bit of a leather note. And then there's some tobacco in there also. But the final piece de resistance is my new favorite flavor from, well, it's not new, but I found it from Bath and Body Works, Winter Candy Apple. I think it's from 2020. It's so good. But I have like a, like a surplus, like a, like a uh -huh. stock inventory that I've been holding on to now. Uh -huh. It smells so good, clean, uh -huh. but sweet. Do you ever go to a Bath and Body Works outlet? <sighs> no. Okay, so <laughs> the next time we go to Las Vegas, we should go to Las Vegas together. Down. The next time you go or I go, we'll have to go together. Okay, down. There's an outlet in Prim, Nevada. And they have, when you go inside, it looks like in a fully abandoned mall. There's Tell like me they stores. got the triple wicks. Yeah. Uh. You go in and you're you're kind of scared because you're like, there's nothing in here. <laughs> but then you like round the corner and there's a full bath and body works. They have the three wick candles for like, I don't know, $6 maybe uh. all the time. And they have like. Halloween, Christmas, like all those things are like $2. See, I'm like an out of season holiday scent kind Same. of gal. I keep the Christmas tree up year round. Like, love that. Love the really? vibe. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Do yeah. you change it or how do you, what do you do? That has been something that has been recommended by friends who have started to come into the, like really digging the whole vibe of having the Christmas tree up all uh -huh. year round. I'm not, I'm non-denominationally, like I don't practice anything either. I just like right. the vibe, right? Yeah. So um, currently it's just Christmas motif, but I think we're going to start expanding Dang, just for shits and giggles. Well, I mean, I'm already on, like, when I'm on TikTok, I'm already getting push Christmas <laughs> videos that are coming up. Oh, my God. And Halloween. So, I mean, I'm I'm great with all year round Christmas. Totally, totally. I'm, I love it. One, uh, one of my uh, weed pens, well, not one of my weed pens, the thing that I hold my weed pen in, rather, is like a candy corn from Coach that I just keep on me uh -huh. at all times. And then 
Like my wallet is a fucking Kate Spade gingerbread house. Like I just oh love, I feel like I'm a walking, do you ever watch Nightmare Before Christmas? Yeah. I feel like I'm just like a, a personified version of like the hinterlands where all the trees, the different holiday doors are. Yeah. That's, that's just what I embody at I all times. I why I did not know that about you. I don't, I don't know, know why that's that. a thing about me. Because you're on Front is. Street about who you are. People know you. They know what you're about. They know how much love you have. Oh, I just didn't you. know that like that was something that we both have like a love for. Oh yeah, I love getting fucking festive. Tell me about um, dragqueenmerch.com. Like, what do we need to know about that? Well, dragqueenmerch.com is your one-stop shop for uh, supporting drag entertainers, queer entertainers uh, who are onboarded with us as clients. And we've been around for, gosh, since... 2015 so I guess that puts us at just about yeah eight years now wow um and you know we scaled out very very small and slowly but surely here we are and you know we've done retail programs uh you can catch us at our booth at DragCon every single year uh and then outside of actual events or collaborations we just exist on the internet and have a really fucking bitchin time it's a great yeah. time yeah I love that I um uh, how is it creating the merch? Like, do you do you just have like in-house designers, mm-hmm. or do people bring you an idea? How does that? Well, so we it's a it's a number of different facets. So we have in-house designers, uh, myself included. I have a graphic background. Oh, okay. uh, I have a fashion design background, and just kind of grew up around merchandising through my dad, who's been in the licensing world forever. So um, it's the drag queen merch itself is kind of like this amalgamation of all these different experiences and tools that I've had in my tool belt forever, mm-hmm. and just kind of had this aha moment one day I actually it was the day that I decided to leave college where I was like fed up and over it and I was like I cannot follow path of linear convention anymore I'm over it and I and you know I was probably 19 at that point and sure I thought the world was against me at that point too but I was like I got to figure something out that's going to make me feel fulfilled satisfied and also be able to survive with and so I just kind of I was already a really diehard drag fan at that point I had gone to my fair share of the battle of the seasons and I had seen that there were merch tables but that there was an open market for something and Mm -hmm. you know I think it's important that if you're passionate about something that you should try to um Put yourself in it and mm-hmm. see what uh, what good you can do with it. And so I just felt like every bit of experience that I had up until that point uh, was enough for me to try and at least lay down groundwork for what now is DragQueenMerch.com. Yeah. I'm listening to you, but I can't stop staring at how pretty your lips are and the, whatever the color is <laughs> thank what is you. that it's a it's a, another blend i love a cocktail yeah um it's about five nude shades of uh, so i love a bullet lip from like mac uh, i feel favorite. like liquid lips are kind of dead to me mm-hmm. um definitely on the phasing out for me but so i what am i wearing i'm wearing like honey love teddy 2.0 uh yash mm-hmm. um there's oh i'm using there was a shade stone from forever ago that I, I got remember. back in 2015. And I don't know if they make it anymore, but I use that as the liner. I learned using a gray. It's so as a liner. Thank you. Thank you. And yeah. then there's a, a Fenty lip gloss over it that I okay. then blot off and then just kind of have a little bit of a pigment. I'm I'm in love with that lately. <laughs> I've been trying to do something like that. But what I notice about it is there's so much less touch up when so something much. is really fleshy. Right. Oh, yeah. And then, like, if you do need to touch up, then what I'll do is, like, I'll do, like, the blowjob lip, buff it up. But then because it's that, that like, beige tone, it also helps recover up any, like, growth coming back from facial that makes hair. Sense. No, yeah, that so sense. it's, like, it's just kind of, like, um, it evolves as the day goes on, too. So the lollipop lip kind of progresses into more lollipop. Yeah, <laughs> I like that. Thank you. Um, When I think about merch, uh, I, I'm just somebody that, like, I, I find it such a 
it's such a big storyline and yes. how do you fit in there? And I, my experience has only been with DragCon. So mm-hmm. I remember the idea was like, um, everybody wants a t-shirt. Okay, everybody wants a t-shirt. But when they go to DragCon, it's like they're going to probably buy something from whoever is most recently their favorite. Mm-hmm. And then they might trickle down to someone else. I have a ton of like oddly leftover like shirts in fluorescent green and black mm-hmm. with a mermaid. Mm-hmm. Uh, different ways. But then there's always like extra smalls and 3X. Yep. You know what I mean? Yep. And I one time thought, what if I just folded these? And then walked into Hot Topic and Merchandise. <laughs> and then just walked out. Would anybody go, Please. like, I'm at Hot Topic and I just want a Delta shirt. Why is well, it Well, there's precedent now. So, right. you know, you're, I think you'd be just fine. I I'd buy the Delta funny. shirt. I think it would be funny if there Hell was yeah. no price tag and they just had to give them away. Oh, yeah. You should try it in Target. And Target. <laughs> what do you think about all that? How is that affecting you? <sighs> well, it's a very funny story. This is my first on the record uh, conversation about it, I really? guess. Yeah, I... I Went pretty silent just because I was taking it all in while it was going down. You know, I didn't do a drag queen march. We didn't do the entire In It's Absolute Pride program, but we had uh, a rollout collaboration with a couple of clients that we had worked with. Um, And, you know, I think it went from like anguish and shock. I I can't say I'm angry because it's just too much of a shock, I suppose. We worked on it for like over a year since DragCon basically last year. Um, and I think the most frustrating part is that, you know, censorship is fucked up. Um, it, it's it's also unfortunate that the conversation post fallout is kind of more in like this form of an absolute where a lot of nuance that no one would be privy to, so I don't expect it to be understood, gets lost. So like, you know, the team that we worked with was comprised of all, if not mostly, queer people when it came to working on the Pride division. So I think when it comes to the criticism of corporate and, oh my God, how could they do this? They just want our money. Sure, probably at the top, but at the end of the day, it doesn't erase the fact that a lot of queer people were involved in the making of that type of a rollout. Um, So it's just kind of tragic to see a little bit of like a turnaround in how people are approaching it, calling like the collections garbage now after there was all of like this excitement for it. And, you know, it's just like a very bizarre place to be in. I'm fine. I, you know, I, I wish Target had a bit more of a backbone when it Mm -hmm. came to dealing with this. Um, But I think that, that criticism again goes more up to the top than anyone that I was actually specifically dealing with. Right. Um, you know, I think the hardest part for me is like there are performers like Kennedy Davenport, who I was so excited to get into a retail program, something as important and big as a brick and mortar space like Target um, and to be celebrated because she, amongst so many others that we had in that program, deserved to get their fucking flowers. And, right. you know, I think we're at this place where I'm I'm not really sure it's a little gray still people. Some people can buy it still. Some people say they can't. There are stories about people who have seen stuff on the floor and they go to check out and clerks have to take it away from them. I'm trying to not like even involve myself in all that Michigas at this point because it's so above and beyond me. And I right. think um, I think the, the most like, I guess, confusing, frustrating is not the right word thing that I guess I'm kind of in between is like, you know, I understand why people are upset about Target waffling on it. And it's like, OK, if we, we can't directly change anything outside of criticizing and hoping that they walk back their walk back, could you at least please still support 
us, drag queen merch.com, drag queens, like people who are working sure. in the retail space as queer, you know, distributors. So that's just kind of where I'm at right now in my head. Thanks for dealing with my motor mouth. <laughs> no, this, this is like that we, we're getting an answer from somebody who's actually literally in the middle of this because yeah. we all have a, an opinion or people want to uh, jump to a conclusion about stuff, yeah. myself included. But, you know. No, no, no shade. We need to hear it from somebody who knows. Absolutely. And Absolutely. you know. Thank you. Yeah, thank, thank you. I appreciate you it. Of course. Um, and like, yeah, I just uh, one thing I tried to do when it was all happening, I think uh, it's actually it was actually a very illuminating experience in general. Sorry, I'm kind of going. It's a tangent, but it's all topically no, involved. Say it. Um, so it was like it was it was a very interesting lesson in how media illiterate the vocal minority against it are um and uh, media literacy is something that i picked up in like my free britney journey and just kind of learning how to kind of sift through bullshit that's being presented to you whether it be through something like tmz or reuters even or new york times new york post what whatever the fuck you can do your due diligence as your own person if you're like confused you're trying to find information you have the internet accessible for the most part. If you're right. bitching about something on the internet, you can go and find something out about what you're bitching about on the internet. Sure. So a uh, lot of this vocal minority seems to have conflated because they saw the title of my shirt, which Target put Bible Girl 666 in the headline, even though like I don't really go with the numbers and like my usual name. It's just a handle. Right. But um, that was just, I think, a clerical mistake that then wound up getting my design lumped into like the other like satanist motif pride art which like whatever the fuck like i don't give a shit about that being there whatever mm -hmm. but because people saw bible girl 666 they then lumped that in with that artist so like i didn't even get directly like lambasted by anyone on the internet but they thought that like my design was like some ai character art thing and they thought it was like a real magazine cover edit and it was just like I have 10 years worth of a fucking career on the internet that if you typed in any variation of my name, numbers, no numbers, whatever, you could find anything you wanted right. and not once will any type of like Satanistic, weird fucking children agenda thing right. is anywhere in my ether. But instead they'd rather make up fucking stories on the internet about something that they have no idea about. Right. Um, and so to try and fix that, I took it upon myself to reach out to Target. I said, look, if I happen to be like the optic bad apple, pull my fucking shirt and let's hope that everyone else's can just stay and let's try to save some fucking face. I don't, I don't mind a little bit of ego death. I can handle that. That's okay. Right. Um, and my shirt's gone now and it's on drycleanmerch.com now, but, um, apparently you can't really buy anybody else's regardless. Wow. So just a very interesting predicament to be in. Wow. <laughs> yeah. That's in That's so intense. Yeah. That's it's so been a very intense. interesting two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> let's take a break. And we are back here with the winner of RuPaul's Drag Race, Bible Girl. <laughs> Hoppy Pride, everybody. Hoppy Pride. Hoppy Pride. I love a pun, um, if I can think of it. Yeah. <laughs> we were, well, we were talking about, you know, everything that's been happening this past couple of weeks. Mm -hmm. uh, more reflection on that. Yeah. I, you know, I think at the end of the day, I appreciate the opportunity as it was granted. Um, I think multiple things can exist at the same time. Uh, it's, it's definitely a double-sided coin. 
coin with mixed with frustration uh, and I guess kind of now post excitement. But I'm yeah. still very proud of the work that we put in. I'm proud of the queer artists that we worked with and I'm proud of the performers that were able and willing to be a part of the rollout. And, um, you know, again, if, if you're looking to support the performers who are within the target rollout and we happen to have them on the website there's plenty of other avenues in which that you can support them even outside of financially the merchandise aspect go to shows yeah. fucking be present it's pride you know our big problem with the corporatization of pride is how hollow it can feel sometimes and i think if we want to put our money where our mouths are instead of bitching and moaning on the internet we can do that, but simultaneously go be fucking faggoty and present and take that. up fucking space because I'm tired of feeling like this proverbial locker shove. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of what it feels like at this point after yeah. sitting with it, you know? Yeah, it's and it, and it seems so like I, I, I don't I don't remember any of this when when I was a, in high school a kid and Tu Wong Fu came out. I don't remember anybody saying anything like other than, oh, you know, it is what it is. And but it's become so vilified mm -hmm. and it's so dangerous and scary. And we know what it is. We know it's everything about keeping all of us fighting with each other so we don't hold mm -hmm. anyone accountable for all the things that they're mm -hmm. doing to us. We mm -hmm. get it. It doesn't make it right. No, no. But no. it's fucked up. It's just it's it's red herring after fucking red herring. Yeah. And you know what? The cognitive dissonance will blow up in their faces one day. It's, it will. It's a matter of fucking time. The walls it are will. closing in. Well, and they're all old and they'll die soon. Yeah, yeah. bring it on. Right. <laughs> Choke. If we had uh, a, a pride rollout, uh, maybe we had to do it somewhere else. I don't know. I'm thinking Stater Brothers. Okay. <laughs> what, what do you think of these ideas? We can sort of quick fire them sure, or sure, you can sure. think on them if you want. Um, from one to five Bible girls. Um, very Delta canned pistachio pudding. Five. Five. Okay. Fuck yeah. Five. Yeah. Five. Yeah. Because it would be prepared. It would be ready to go. She's People good wouldn't to go. have to mix it or anything. I like pistachio anything. That type I of see, flavor too. profile variant. You it. know what? Because so, we both love fragrance. I'm just going to yell it out. Mona Katan at Kaoli Perfume. You have a new fragrance called Pistachio. And I need a bottle of it. And so does Bible. Girl. I've it's heard and I've seen it. Huge ass bottle. Pista we need it. I need it so bad. I've seen that one. And then I've seen one where it's like a perfume that smells like a buttered croissant. Mm. I would die. Yeah, that's five Bible girls. I f Six. Even. Yeah, I actually think six. <laughs> what about very Delta orange diamond contact lenses? Oh, my God. Hmm. Yeah. Two? Two. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm not sure about that because I think there would be, that would feel weird possibly. Very Delta pink blush desk skirts. Oh, six, seven, beyond. Beyond? Yeah, blush tones always. You think so? Uh-huh. I think we could even do a Christmas tree skirt. Stop it. We need tinsel. All of it. Oh, garlands. Pink, pink, pink. always. Everything. I love it. Very Delta Catalina dressing body spray. Oh my God, Catalina dressing. You know what? I'll give her a solid four. A four. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I can get into like a food underlying something. A gourmand. A, a gourmand. Spray. That's the word we're looking but for. But I don't. You know what? I I want to rethink Catalina because it's not my top dressing. Okay. I think I would say blue cheese, but I don't know if that's going to be the smell. Catalina is sweet though. 
Yeah, as long as there's not like a like there's not like Vidalia onion thing going on in there. We right? could do a honey mustard, but it's more honey than mustard. I was gonna say because I'm anti honey mustard on my salads. Also, can't do it. I can't do that shit. No, 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 no. I would say okay, something like a pear gorgonzola. Okay. 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 With like maybe like you want to go gourmand? Let's talk candied pecan notes. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. And I then like just that. to throw a little Bible spice, some leather in there. I like it. Yeah, <laughs> leather is always good in the yeah. base because it's gonna keep the fragrance lasting. Yeah. Either that or like tobacco. Tobacco is good. So sexy. Yeah, it is. So fucking I'm, sexy. I'm in love with people that just straight up use um, patchouli. Like yeah. patchouli oil, I'm in love with it. You know, it's so funny. Like when I am doing gigs, it's like the only, I'm, I'm quitting smoking all the time. But like uh-huh. when I'm gigging, I'm smoking because uh-huh. sometimes you just got to like take the edge off, go yeah. outside, whatever, whatever. And then I'll come back and be like, oh, God, I know I smell like a fucking dumpster right now. or just like a dumpster fire. And I'll have gum. I have my fragrances and stuff. And there'll still be kind of like that waft uh-huh. of just like a little bit of tabac left over. And everyone will uh-huh. be like, you smell so good. I'm like, I really shouldn't. But thank but you. But it mixes with your chemistry. Yeah, You're doing yeah. something right. Yeah. American spirit. Thanks a lot. <laughs> what about very Delta, no problem, drive through bibs? <laughs> You know what? I think if we don't have to verbalize it, five, right. no problem. Then it's just understood. I think it makes it so much easier. Yeah. Um. So we're talking. We're talking about one to five Bible girls. These are not. This is not necessarily one to five, but it's just your favorite. What Britney songs do you make love to? Oh God. Or um, is Britney present? Oh. Britney is omnipresent. Yeah, first I know that. <laughs> in my heart, um, the best song. I mean, I'll t- I'm I have fucked to the entire Blackout album, and I'll tell you, the a, entire one. A great experience. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, that is an album meant to fuck on for right. sure, for sure. So it gives you a beginning, a middle, and an end. Oh yeah, there's definitely. I mean, like yeah. I mean, it's a strong foreplay with it's Britney, bitch, just starting right out the gate. But right. God, is it a fun little ride? Lights have to be off for that though. They do. Yeah, for sure. Do you uh do you do Britney music in performances? I do, but I tend to straddle this very funny line of like Sophie's Choice, right? It's like okay. You know when you have to do the top 40 thing, you know, get the tips. Oh, my God, I've done this number. I'm sure other people have seen this number a bajillion times. You know, there's like the till the world ends of it all. The oops, I did it again. The strongers. Mm-hmm. That works for me. But I always want to do a deep cut so bad. And then mm-hmm. when I finally like get the chutzpah to do it, do a deep cut, it like I think it usually kind of tanks with the audience. But I'm OK with that usually because I'm like, I had fun. Mm-hmm. But then if I'm going through the motions and doing like a oops, I did it again or a baby, I'm like, I know they're eating this up, but I feel like I am going through it. Right. right, right <laughs> so it's right. always this very fine balance with Britney for uh-huh. sure. What do you think about right now when you see people? I don't know if you're a TikTok person. If you if you like TikTok videos, I I will look at TikTok. I'll say I'm going to bed. I'm just going to check TikTok for a minute, and mm-hmm. then I'm up for like three hours. Necessary evil. <laughs> and you'll see what people like. It'll go from one to another, and someone will be like in support of Britney as they should be, and then other people like say, "Well, I really know what's going on with this, this, or that," just based on a video. But you really do have an actual love for Britney, a support for Britney. Uh, she is has been a mainstay in all of our lives for so long. Uh, what, what do you think the fascination is with people, especially now who maybe were never Britney fans before, but now they think they need to speak on behalf? I think that's just like, it's very much like the American culture in a microcosm kind of sense. You know, Britney is emblematic 
emblematic of the rising phoenix that everyone roots for. And then as she's falling back to the ashes or once when she once was, everyone was rooting for the downfall. And I think we kind of see that doom cycle play out every so often, every couple of years. And we're we're at a point now because of her being on record free. So all of you beanons on the Internet got to cut that shit. Right. She's free. Court record terminated conservatorship. Since that has ended, people have looked to still maintain their identity being tethered to Britney's freedom. That right. narr- you know, that narrative for like me as an advocate or an activist for uh, disability rights, for the free Britney movement, the justice for Britney movement, that all like has shifted for me where it's like I do not need to feel like I am doing something for the greater like I've I've done my part. I don't need to try and prolong that anymore. But I think people are so obsessed with feeling like, again, they're in the know. They've got this. They heard this tea. Oh, my God. I My mom's a clinician. She thinks this. It's like, no. Like, just let her be at this point. And mm-hmm. I think I think people are really obsessed with trying to fulfill their confirmation biases. I think people who think that there is still something wrong with her also need to kind of um, kill the misogynist in their brain. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the the ableists in their brain, because if someone to them or to anybody isn't acting right, you got to look inward and be like, well, why do I think that that's not right? Right. You know, right. If, it's, if it's morally sound, if no one's being hurt, everyone's a consenting adult, i.e. Brittany dancing in her living room, hurting not a soul. 100%. As any of us do when music is playing typically or if we're cleaning, there really should be no issue. But I think because people have em- em- emblematized her uh, to a point where she is dehumanized. Mm -hmm. I think they feel entitled to just kind of speaking on her where they have zero context to fact. Yeah. Isn't that interesting when people will create their persona or their uh, their new personality characteristics based on that. So they're like, mm-hmm. I, I, I'm, I'm just about this. Mm-hmm. And so, like you said, prolonging it, because if you take it away, it's like, well, what else are you, do you have to talk about mm-hmm. or offer? Mm-hmm. You mean and, you're not your own person? Yeah. And I, I mean, oh. we've seen it with from people within the movement, too, where it's like their full 180 pivots to being on the complete right side. Uh, while we were advocating for the conservatorship to be terminated to now on the flip where it's like they're adamant that something's still going on, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. It's like, okay, so now we're just grifting. Right. <laughs> you know? Right. And, and then you're just also kind of abusing her and being a part of the same yeah. system. And, you know, again, this also goes beyond just Brittany. Uh, she just happens to be uh, a face of, of something as... Um, unbelievable as conservatorship abuse, uh, guardianship abuse, uh, because she's famous. And, you know, I think what we always fall back on is back when we were fighting for it. And even to this day, people always uh, the the criticism will be, well, why do you care about this rich white woman? She's fine. Why does she need our help? It's it's less about that. It's more about if it could happen to the most famous, the most photographed white woman, rich white woman in the world then it can happen to quite literally anybody. So right. it's about having to be on your toes and, you know, be aware of the fact that there are rings of insane alleged doctors, lawyers, judges who put people in a room and say, you're incapacitated. We now yeah. have full ownership of you. Yeah. And that's completely fucked up. <laughs> it is fucked up. People should have their human rights at all points, regardless of their mental health. It's frightening. Very frightening. It is really frightening. Yeah. Let's take a break.
We are back with the winner of RuPaul's Drag Race, Bible Girl. Yeah. Um, would you ever be Bible Woman? I'm not a girl. Right. Not yet a. But are, are we gonna get? Sued but it's biblical. It's biblical. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's yeah. biblical. Yeah, it's. I was gonna say it's genes, genetic, genesisic. We'll like roll. Think, yeah, we'll, we'll get there. You have given me a lot of words today where I've thought, I should start, I don't know why I don't use that word. I love that. I loved, um, what did you say earlier? It was a really good word you used about Brittany that not a lot of people use anymore. Mark, what was the word that she used? Dragnova. Dragnova. Totally. For sure. But there was another word and it was like, when you when you create someone into something oh oh emblematize is that what it oh, is did i yes. say it right is that you, sometimes I, I feel like i make shit up no that's fine <laughs> like oh no that's fine words. that's fine. <laughs> this this day and age we can do that i, I thought mean, yeah it's, it's 2023 right but i i when you speak i'm like oh these sentences oh. you construct your sentences so beautifully i have a funny story about that really quick so i was in fourth grade must have been about like eight years old and i'll never forget it was the first time i was ever made fun of for like the words that I used uh -huh. and it was just in the middle of class teacher was asking questions and I raised my hand whatever my answer said I used like etc at the end and I think it was my first time like colloquially using etc like mm -hmm. in conversation or attempting to and then like the quad of desk that I was sitting at all of the kids just started mocking me for using etc weird yeah and like it didn't like hurt my feelings in that moment but it's something that i've always i also have like a hyper photographic memory so like i can okay. as as many drugs as i've done i can recall a lot of shit in my life <laughs> so that's like one of those things where i'm like when when people talk about how i talk uh -huh. that it always brings me back to that i'm like i'm glad that that didn't actually affect right. me to the point where it it hindered my who i am because mm -hmm. how how i speak that's literally just how i speak in the day to day and i don't really try to yeah. force it well that's what you can tell that and you know it's so interesting because uh when when you when someone makes someone feel that way you know i know i know someone that when they were a kid they said the word they this is the first time they had seen the word island and they said island mm. and they were in like the fourth grade maybe and everyone laughed at them and for the rest of their life they always and to this day, they're they're an older person and they cover their face when they speak and they will constantly say, is this how you say that when they know very well? And it breaks my heart That's because sad. I think someone like allow someone gave their kids the like fortification to to laugh at someone in school. Yeah, just the total license to do yeah, so. Yeah, and people don't realize when you do that, they will do it over and over, mm -hmm. and it will carry with someone forever. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I mean, I'm glad that it didn't carry with you, but, uh, you know. So we, grow. we grow. We grow. We grow. Don't you hate it when people go, well, that's the way I was raised. But by saying <sighs> that, you're admitting that you're raised that you and suck. you have another choice. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm already opening a letter, but, you know, this, is, fine. this is the part of the podcast where we people send us letters. And uh, I don't know what's in here. Our producer, Mark, picks these letters. Um, this is called Read Me Delta. And if you want to send a letter to the podcast, you can send it to readmedelta at gmail.com. You can send questions about um, uh, gourmand body sprays. We can, uh, how many Bible girls, from now on, we're going to measure everything in Bible girls. Oh. Please. One to five. I think we have to. I really oh, like that. I love you, Delta. Thank you. I love you. you. Um, I think the first time we ever worked together was uh, uh, on a music video. 
Yes, for yeah. Morgan. Yes, yeah, yes, we yes, did that yes, music yes. video. That and was fun. That was a great time. The first time I met you, though, you were doing the Big Little Lies season two premiere party. Yes! That was the first time that we met face to face. And then probably about like three, four months later, I think, is when we were on set yeah. that video. Yeah. 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 And I just loved getting to pooch with you and well, kick I, it. You are so... Because see, the thing with you is that... And that is not the case with most people, is that you are entirely present. Like you'll Thank find you. something to talk to people about. Thank you so you much. You make people feel very comfortable. Um, I, like I know in the beginning you said you referenced something about like weirdness or something. I just don't find you weird. Thank I, I you. really, I, <laughs> I'll I take don't that. think it's weird. I think it's uh, maybe like style, like something everyone can learn from. Like why not Thank accessorize so fun ways? Why not do that? One life, baby. Yeah. Hello, Delta, an exquisite guest. Oh. What restaurant or food chain has your favorite visual identity when you look at their color, their palette, their logo, their packaging, restaurant design, and you're like, you know what? That speaks. That's fully complete. Also, what would the Delta-owned restaurant look like? Colors, typography, furniture. And I also want to ask, too, like, what would the Bible restaurant look like? <laughs> Love you, legends. Very AB. What, what attracts you? Fast food. Well, no, it didn't say fast food. What restaurant or food chain? So it could be anywhere. Food chains, I would say Buca de Beppo. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I like somewhere that like you feel like you're home. Yeah. Right? Like that. Something that just like it's aromatic the whole time. You're not going to get too much of a grease trap wafting through the whole area, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. Don't get me wrong. I'll fuck up a Taco Bell. Right. <laughs> I'll fuck up a Mickey There's D's. There's a time and place for all of that. Absolutely. Yeah. But when I want like a dining experience, uh -huh. I just want, I want family style to the face. Yeah. You know? I like that. I you? like that. Well, there is still something sort of nostalgic to me when you go to Olive Garden because it reminds me of yes. those like 90s. Uh, when Like I feel like our kitchen kind of looked like that in the 90s yes. where it was like somehow Tuscany. And I'm like. It's like sponge painting. Yes. <laughs> yeah, there was something totally. about the tile. Yes. And, and then there was also like we would have like bookshelves to be like. This is the den. And this is, I don't know. There was just something about it that was slightly staged yes. in our home. And I feel like that's what happens at Olive Garden. But it attracts me because I personally like places that have booth and table yes. options. Yes. Because I feel like a booth seating is uh, something when people want a little more privacy. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. You are on Front Street when you're at a table. I get it. I'm putting on a you. show for people at like a bar top, high top table. Uh -huh. I'm like, oh, and it's just like, and it's like, if they put you right in the middle uh -huh. of the room, you're like, eh, There's, I'm not yeah. trying to perform right now. I, I'm a, I love to people watch and I love to study people. And I can remember when we were at that video shoot, there were so many people there, so many personalities. I mean, when you're working with a lot of drag entertainers or hair or makeup people, you're just going to have a ton of personalities. Absolutely. And I remember you coming into that situation. There's something that I admire that you did that uh, even to this day, I, I try to do, but I have a hard time doing. And that is you walked in. And you introduced yourself to people. And that's not something everyone is comfortable doing because not everyone feels like they have the, as you said, chutzpah to do that. Um, and when you do that, you, I feel like just put people immediately at ease and you make them feel like they now have a contact in the room. They now have someone they could talk to because 
a lot of those people had not ever met each other. No, it's there had to have been like 60 people yeah. on that set too. And like probably 40 of them were drag queens. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, very heightened sensory overload kind of thing. And th- thank yeah. you for saying so. Something that I think that stems from is prior to drag, I worked in nightlife uh, table hosting, mm-hmm. pro- club promoting, promotion shit. Um, and I, I was an early club goer outer when I had just moved to New York and I had just got my fake da 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 but was going out with girlfriends that I had just made. And they, I, I was starting to very quickly see see people the girls in particular in nightlife be treated like cattle livestock like they didn't have point people mm-hmm. or, or safe spaces within a venue that was meant to be fun and whether they wanted to be there for fun or go get free drinks or what, whatever the fuck it was always kind of microcosmically uncomfortable in those right. kind of zones so i i started to become a club promoter after going out and seeing that kind of shit and then slowly started to learn those kind of like introductory behaviors and kind of the the housekeeping shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so that's yeah. kind of how it amalgamated to here. Okay, next letter. Uh, hi, Delta and darling guest. I like darling. Cute. Do you always refer to lashes as a lash, <laughs> shoes as a shoe, pants as a pant, Everything plural in the singular. I love it, but how did this start and what does it mean? Keep being so very, very Gerald. <laughs> ah, that's interesting. It is very interesting. Um, I have a macro fixate or a micro fixation on even numbers. So I pro- I think I just kind of defer to plural in okay. general. Um, how about you? Um, I think when I get going, like if I'm in a conversation about something, I think it does happen like... Um, I think because I'll, I'll I'll add something on. So it'll be like if we're talking about a salad, I'll be like, ooh, this needs a sick crouton. Like, yeah, this yeah, yeah, yeah. OK, OK, yes. Because it just starts going. I don't know what happens. It's it's, it's that expeditious. It's a, yeah. a short, short note. Yeah. yeah. Shorthand. That's the word. That and I don't know for. why I, I always add a dance to things. Right. Oh, so like, like when you're ooh. when you taste something really yummy. Uh-huh. Little jive, little boogie. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. You feel it, especially yes. when you're really comfortable with someone. Yes. Then you uh, I do that. But hmm, I think I do say a shoe. Uh, I do say that very Gerald. I don't know where it comes from. I would say break a lash. Break a lash. <laughs> that, that's what I do comes hear from people my... say that. Yeah. And I don't even wear a lash post pandemic. So. You don't? Hell no. It looks like you have lashes on. Thank you. No, my hands are so shaky that like I finally fucking had it. Like I would go through all this work getting a fucking mug on and I'd be like in the mirror. You have great lashes already then. Thank you. you. I mean, they're fully spread out. Thank you. And like it covers up everything that I do anyway. So I was like, yeah, just fuck it. Between that and body. (laughs) Yeah, no, that's true. It does. I have seen that and I've I've felt that before. I've, I've done photos of myself. Uh, the last time I did like a really, uh, I would say, decent photo shoot for myself for just like promo images, I was not blocking my brows out as consistently mm. at the time. And I love the pictures, but I block them out a lot more, a lot more frequently now. And so now I'm like, oh, maybe I should. It is time for new pictures. It's been like four years since those were taken. Media anyway. blocking. <laughs> yeah. So now I'm like, well, what will I look like? Will I look crazy? Will I... I mean, it's fine if I look crazy. I I We're love like the, down here, I doll. love the yeah exactly. I love like the yanked brow. Like I love that. Okay, sort of mad. when you do that thin dark brow, it okay. is so good. Thanks. Yeah, because it like it's obviously evocative of like period makeup to uh-huh. a degree, but it it's it 
you always contemporize so well, and I Thanks. really admire that about your drag. Thank you. Yeah, of course. This is fun. This is so much so fun. fun. I could do this forever. Likewise. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Like, we should, I don't know we how we would do this again in another, I feel like we need to do, like, this or that all the time. Like, conversations about, do you drink hot chocolate or cider? Do you drink da-da-da? God, picking brain with you is, like, definitely one it's of my fun. favorite activities. For it's sure. fun. For sure. Uh, before we go, what is this in front of me? Star. I have a little bit of a gift for you. Oh my uh, the service level, of course, is a Bible Girl Sucks snapback for whenever you want to wear that. I love it. Uh, we have this new premium style mini backpack that we just launched an entire collection on Drag Queen merch um, of different queens uh, type <sighs> backpacks and different designs. And then inside, I'll let you open it. Oh I don't want to spoil it. I don't have so to pull upset. it all out, but if you can't figure it out, then I'll spoil it. Oh my God. But a little birdie so told excited. me. I'm gonna turn it this way so you can see. Oh yeah, get into it. We need them it. to see everything oh. that's in here. Look how pretty. You're pretty. Bible girl. Uh-oh. If you can't open it, I'll spoil it. It's only banana laffy taffy. You're lying. I swear to God. Oh my gosh, wait a minute. I <laughs> a have jumbo to... box of them. I think it's like 145 pieces or something like that. Oh my I didn't want to. I didn't want to like. No, it's okay. No, you can do whatever. I didn't want to ruin your mic. <laughs> this is all banana laffy taffy. How in the world did you find this? That is so thoughtful. I got Thank you, you, honey. Bible. Of course. Oh Thank God. you for having me. I'm so happy to be here. Like I oh cannot stress how much I just absolutely adore, admire, and look up to you. I love you so much. This is so exciting. <laughs> You're so Wait, cute. I can put a water bottle in here. You sure too. can. A little gourmand fragrance as well. I'm going to use this bag forever. Oh, thanks, Delta. Oh my God. And this is, I actually, I rarely wear a hat because I don't have a cool hat. This is a cool hat. There you go. Yeah. Thank you for that. <laughs> of course. Thank you for being here. Thank this you for is, having me. Um, unfortunately, all the time we have, I wish we could do this all day long <laughs> forever. I think we will. Uh, I think we should do like an all stars. Whoa! That's what we should Breaking. do. Breaking all stars. Okay. I think you'll have to be here for the all stars. Sign me up. If not a guest, the co-host is what we have to do. Like, we okay. have to do something, okay. something major. Happy. Um, where can everybody find you on social media? You can find me on Instagram at BibleGirl666, mm -hmm. on Twitter at BibleGirl222, and on TikTok at BibleGirlSucks. And then in hell, because you're a demonologist. Girl, we all live on Earth. It's hell already. You see what's going on? The fucking Can Canada Canadian fires. I know. My family's in New York and it's just like they're on fucking Mars right now. It's crazy. When is it going to affect us? I was wondering that same thing. I'm supposed to be in New York like in a week. <laughs> so we'll see. Thank you to everyone for listening to Very Delta. And also a special shout out to everyone watching the podcast on YouTube. Please subscribe to Mom Podcast so you do not miss an episode. You can also search for Very Delta on your podcast apps. We come out every Monday as well as right here on the Mom Podcast YouTube channel. Send all your questions to readmedelta at gmail.com. Follow me on Instagram. And also you can follow the show on Instagram and TikTok with dedicated socials because if you're not, you're really only getting half the Delta. Join me next week right here. And until then, keep things very Delta. This episode of Very Delta was brought to you by Orange Diamond, the official emoji of the Very Delta show. To listen to Very Delta one day early and ad-free, sign up for Mom Plus at mompodcasts.plus. Very Delta is produced by Moguls of Media, a.k.a. Mom. Hosted by Delta Work and produced by Mark Jacobs. 
engineered by Margo Padilla, and editing by Doug Robertson. Executive produced by Willem Belli, Alaska Thunderfuck, Big Dipper, and Joe Cilio. 